the Brand Ed Podcast, Episode 37, How to Position Your Coaching, Consulting, Speaker, or Trainer Business Differently from Others in Your Same Space. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you position, pitch, and profit from your brand. I believe the chaos and confusion around what branding is, why it matters for your business, and how to translate your brand into profit leads to overspending on marketing, underperforming businesses, and overwhelmed leaders. Stay tuned to discover how to position your brand in the market, pitch your business with purpose, and profit from a life-giving brand that blesses you and your customers. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Again, it is great to be here with you talking about how to position your coaching, consulting, speaker, or trainer personal brand business. This is what we've been talking about on the last several episodes. And here's what a consultant recently asked me. She said, so with so many other consultants in my same space who all promise a transformation from pain to pleasure, how do I position myself as unique? That's why we are talking about positioning your business, because she is onto something very astutely. Lots of other people are doing what I'm doing and even even those folks, lots of them are kind of promising the same thing I'm trying to promise. Moving a client or a customer from pain to pleasure. So how do I position myself as unique? So a quick recap on the past several episodes, we've been talking about how to position yourself. And we started by saying you've got to get clarity around the three P's. And that is the people you serve. The product you offer, right? And that can think of that as like the subject or topic or main problem you solve. And then the third P is the process you use. So the people you serve, the product you offer, and the process you use. You've got to have clarity around that. And that's how you can be at least begin to position your business. Now, here's a quick foreshadowing for today's episode. I'm actually going to add a fourth. P to the three P's. And then I'm going to tell you why I didn't introduce that before. Why have I held off on introducing that? So stay tuned. And then we're going to go back to that question I asked at the beginning with so many other consultants in my same space, all promising very similar results. How do I position myself as unique? So we said, again, we've got to get clarity around the three P's, the people you serve, the product you offer, and the process you use. And we said, we're actually going to introduce a fourth P and then tell you why didn't introduce it before. And what we've said is between those three, the people you serve, the product you offer, the process you use, when it comes to positioning your consulting or coaching or speaker or trainer or author personal brand business, then you're going to start with the one that's most clear in your mind. If that's the people you serve, then start with that. If that's the product you offer or the main problem you're trying to solve or the subject or the topic, then start positioning there. If it's the, 
you know, process you use. Remember, we talked about this is particularly true if you have a certification or you maybe maybe you've developed your own specific framework or approach, then you might start positioning there. And then we said, start with the one that's most clear in your mind and then work out the other two in light of that one that's most clear in your mind. And then we said, when when do you use these three P's? Well, obviously, when you're starting a new personal brand business, that's a good place to start because you usually don't have a lot of clarity around positioning. And this is one way you can begin to nail down your positioning. So certainly true when you're starting out as a coach, consultant, speaker, author, trainer. But we said it's also true. Sometimes it's true when you've not when not just when you're starting out, but when you've stalled out. So maybe your business kind of initially took off and now you're like, hey, I'm I'm just kind of stalled out. I'm I'm peaked, I'm plateaued. Well, it may be that you're positioning needs to get a little better, a little tighter so that you can attract more clients or customers or more of the kinds of clients and customers that you want to attract. So that's another time to use it. Now, a question you may be thinking is, hey, we're talking about positioning my personal brand. Is this the same thing as niching down or niching down, depending on how you pronounce it? Is this the same thing? And what I would say is no, not exactly. It's not identical to niching down. It does, I would say it includes niching down, but it's not exactly the same thing as niching down when we're talking about positioning your business. When we talk about niching down or niching down, finding your niche or your niche, we're usually usually talking about narrowing down the people that you serve, that first P, right? Most often when people talk about that, they're talking about, well, you can't do this for everybody. So figure out if you want to do this, you know, for CEOs, for someone in the HR department, for stay-at-home moms, you you get the idea. There, so there's a there is good talk and a lot of talk around niching down. A lot of times, that's specifically referring to the people you serve. Now, that can also apply niching down. It can actually apply to the product or services or problem or problems you solve. If you think of a traditional uh, a traditional digital agency or like art agency marketing agency a lot of times those will say hey we do you know websites seo some copywriting photography so there's a number of kind of products they offer or problems that they solve anything from seo to digital marketing to website design, et cetera. So, you know, when you're talking about niching down, you could be talking about your product or products or the problems that you solve, narrowing that down to a single problem that you focus on. But usually it refers to people when we hear about that. So I would say your positioning includes niching down, but it's not exactly the same thing. And here is why. Ding, ding, ding. That's a hint. Here is why. Okay. So let's think back to our opening question. Many consultants 
This person asks, say, hey, with so many other consultants in my same space, we're all promising transformation kind of from pain to pleasure. How do I position myself as unique? Should I promise like 5X results? That's what this consultant asks. Should I, should I make a promise about the results since so many other competitors, so many others in my same space are promising similar transformation? That brings us back. Remember, I told you there's a fourth P, and this P I would call performance. Performance. So people you serve, that was P number one to positioning your your personal brand. The product you offer, think of that like topic, subject, main problem you want to solve. The process that you use, that's how you're going to go about doing it. And then there technically there is a fourth P and that's performance. And you can think of that like the results you produce, the results you produce. So that is something you can use to position your coaching, consulting, speaker or trainer business. You can certainly use kind of performance, the results you produce. But here are some things to keep in mind. Here's why I did not introduce that before. Number one, it can be hard to position around performance because you have to have experience. You have to have done this for a while to see those kinds of results, to know that they're typical, not not a one-off, not an outlier. And if that's the case, then there's a good chance you've got some clarity already around positioning your, your business. So if you're a new business, if you're starting out a new consulting business, coaching business, uh, you know, speaking business, you want to get out on the speaker circuit, a, a new trainer or teacher, like you're a course creator and you want to train or teach, if you're new, then you likely don't have those kinds of performance results to point to in your positioning. So that's one challenge. Another reason we didn't introduce that fourth P of performance is this. Sometimes we we forget this. It, this can be a little bit tenuous when you position hard on performance, the results you produce, because a competitor can potentially beat you at that game. So if you're positioning yourself around 5X results, on in some area, it's possible that a competitor can come along and say, hey, if we're just going to focus on results, we produce 7x results. Well, who wants to go with the 5x results consultant if this consultant offers 7x results? So it can be a little tenuous because when you put a real hard stake in the ground and position really aggressively around performance, you are setting yourself up that a competitor could potentially beat you at that game. And here's a third kind of warning and reason why we didn't introduce performance first. So again, you have to have experience. That can be a challenge if you're just starting out. It can be a little tenuous because you can get beat at that game by a competitor. And then three, I would say it can be dangerous because it can lead, not always, but it can lead to commoditization, to whatever you're doing becoming a commodity. And this is especially true if your performance is positioned around price. Like, hey, we give you the same performance results 
as those that charge 10 times more than we do. Okay, so in that case, you're positioning yourself as a more efficient or lesser priced version of what someone else is doing. We can get you the same results, same performance, uh, but for far less. That then becomes a race to the bottom, as maybe you've heard before, and you begin to be seen more like a commodity. And you, you, you certainly don't want that, and you don't want to be contributing to that in your positioning. So that's why we didn't introduce that fourth P yet. Technically, you can position around that. The way I would suggest you position around the performance piece is through testimonials, and we will do a forthcoming episode on testimonials, kind of how to use them, how to get them. But that's one kind of safe way to position, uh, add performance, some performance to your positioning without maybe running into some of those other challenges like, well, I'm just starting out or some of the other you know, dangers like a competitor can beat you out or you can make yourself a commodity, which you don't want to do. We said when this consultant asked, with so many other consultants in the same space, all promising the same transformation, how do I position myself? Should I promise 5X results? We just talked about that. Should I go after performance? You technically can, but there are those dangers. And then we said, hey, is this the same thing as niching down all of this talk about positioning? I said, it's not exactly the same, and here's why. And the bell went off, ding, 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 hint, here's why. Well, here's another way to position yourself. The the question this consultant is asking is a good question because you can potentially answer the three Ps, the people you serve, the product you offer, that being kind of the main problem you solve, and the process you use, that that will begin to position you. But as this consultant is observing, that can still leave you maybe not in an ocean of other consultants, but like a large bay at, at sea that, that, hey, it's not quite as big as the whole ocean, but I'm still one among many who serve this same group of people who, you know, tackle this primary problem, try to solve this problem in my speaking or in my coaching, training, consulting, and who are all, you know, certified as the same kind, have the same certification I do as some sort of coaching certification or something like that. So how then would I differentiate or, or position myself different? And is that different than niching? We said, here's why that's different. If you'll think back to, if you if you haven't already, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the opening episodes of this podcast. That's where we walked through the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. One of the things we talked about in there, and we I said we would talk about this again, and here we are talking about it again. You want to begin to understand the difference between marketing and branding so that you can leverage both. There's a lot of talk about marketing out there, and it's certainly easy to connect that to sales figure, to revenue, to bottom line, and it is very helpful and useful. there. So we're not disparaging marketing. 
there's much more confusion confusion around branding. One of those confusing pieces is that typically gets it, it typically becomes synonymous with just like your logo mark, maybe your brand colors, you know, the design around your brand that gets used as a synonym for branding that is not your brand that is one of six aspects of your brand and particularly if you're a personal brand it's not even as important as it is maybe for a larger business so we said you want to understand the difference so that you can you, you can make money from marketing and you can generate revenue and make money from your brand when you begin to understand what your brand is and that we're not primarily talking about the visual aspect of your brand, although that is important, that definitely plays a role. Believe me, I come from that background, background as a designer. So it pains my heart a little bit to even say that, that, hey, you know, a, a pure designer will often leave you thinking, if the design is great, you know, the rest will come kind of like the old movie, The Natural. If you build it, they will come. And a good designer who loves design can leave you thinking, if we can just nail this design, everything else will fall in place. I don't think that that's true. I think it's even less true for a personal brand. It is still very important, but it's not the main reason. So how do you position yourself different from other coaches, consultants, speakers, trainers, particularly when their answer to those three P's may be similar to yours. Well, you want to position around your brand. And remember, we said back in one of those earlier episodes, the difference between marketing and branding. Marketing is about making more people aware of your business. And so it, in a lot of ways, not totally, but in a lot of ways, answers the what question. What are you offering? What should they uh, be listening to and write, take action on, call to action? That That's that's what marketing is, making more people aware that you're there, what you offer that can kind of solve that problem. In the Radical Empathy brand framework, we've said, uh, help them secure a possibility also that they cannot go secure. That's what your marketing is doing. Your brand, if marketing goes kind of after what, your brand in a lot of ways goes after the question why. So here's what I want you to think about. If you're a coach, consultant, speaker, trainer, and you can look around and see, hey, I've begun to position myself around the people I serve, the product I offer, or the problem I solve, right, and the process that I use. But that still leaves me surrounded by others who are doing the same thing. You really want to, particularly as a personal brand, begin to position around your why. So I want to ask you this question, and this is a really, really challenging question. You likely will have to chew on this and wrestle through this. And I do this a lot with my clients and it's it's a challenging exercise every time we do this. It's rare that we get there quickly, and it's rare that we get there on the first, sometimes second, third, even fourth attempt. We just kind of have to keep peeling the onion back and keep working at this. But the question you want to ask yourself 
is, okay, so you've got the people you serve, the product you offer, and the process you use. Ask yourself this question, why do you do what you do beyond making money? Why do you do what you do beyond making money? We're assuming you have a personal brand and a business in part because you do want to make money. You do believe you can make money. You are making money. You are generating revenue. But your brand should begin to capture why you do what you do beyond just making money. For some of you, you left something else, a past position, role, responsibility, Maybe it was in corporate. Maybe it was a whole different career. You left that because you were doing something that you, that whether you articulate it or not, you say that that, that was not fulfilling. <laughs> that That didn't fulfill some sort of internal purpose, maybe calling. It just wasn't lining up. That's the little warning bell or the flag going up saying, right, you're not doing something that's based on something you would do for the purpose of doing it beyond just making money. So when you're personal, if you're coach, consultant, speaker, or trainer, why is it that you're wanting to serve this group of people, solve this problem with your product, use this process? Why, why start a whole personal brand around this beyond just the fact that you can make money doing it? You're going to need to wrestle with that question, probably several long walks, probably a whole sheet or two or three of paper where you're just scratching out reasons for this. When I do this with clients, I often find the the first several attempts are longer than they need to be. When I ask them, why do you do this? Why do you do what you do beyond making money? There's... The response is too long. It it may involve several things that that need to be whittled down. So it just takes some work to peel back that onion. Okay, so be okay with that. Be okay with that. The second question I want you to ask is: So once you begin to get some clarity around why you do what you do beyond making money, I want you to ask this question. Okay, if that's the answer to why you do what you do beyond making money, why does that matter in the world? Why does it matter in the world that you do what you do beyond making money? So this begins to even expand that why even more. Why do you do what you do beyond making money? And then you want to you be your own kind of devil's advocate and say, Okay, if that's why you do what you do beyond making money, so what? Why does that matter? Why does that matter in the world that that's why you do what you do? This will really begin to give you something that is unique to you and something that you can really start to position around. Why do you do what you do beyond making money and why does it matter? Right. So why does it matter that you do that? Why does it matter in the world that you do what you do beyond making money? Start to get clarity around those, which will take some time and may you may have a, a few different versions of that, particularly if you're new. 
you'll you'll start out kind of saying one thing or maybe two things and just through experience you'll go well, I think this is really why I do this beyond just making money and having now worked with several clients or customers hearing back from them here's why it matters in the world that's what you really want to begin to position yourself that's what will differentiate your your consulting coaching speaker or trainer business beyond just the 3 Ps why do you do do what you do beyond making money and why does that matter in the world? So why does this position your coaching or consulting business? Well, like we said in that opening question, that consultant that that asked that question was like, hey, all of these other folks are doing the same thing. Well, there are tons of others doing the same activities the same activities as you. The answer to those two questions is one of the things, one of the important things that separates you from all of the others that are also coaches, consultant, speaker, trainer, who also go after the same problem, right? And the product that they offer and also use a same or similar process that you use. Now, let me give you a, a, a few tips or questions to help you answer that question to wrap up this episode. So when you're thinking about, oh man, why do I do what I do beyond making money? Here's a few things you can kind of ask yourself. I want you to reflect and think on what do you do for clients? And like if you're just getting started, maybe it's for friends or what you did in your previous job or previous role. What do you do for clients that goes above and beyond what they ask for? Above and beyond what they ask for. So a lot of the times you can look back and see, I stayed proverbial, you know, kind of think, speaking tongue in cheek a little bit. I stayed after hours in the office helping the client with this, even though they didn't ask me to do this. I just can't help but help them with this, even though technically it's not a part of the job or technically this is something more than what they ask for. So what do you find yourself doing for clients or customers beyond what they ask for? Another way to think about it is maybe you ask, where do you help them when they don't ask? Where do you find yourself helping your clients or customers where they don't ask? And I'll give you an example from my own in, in one second. Here's a third way or a third question to help you begin to, to digest and dig around on why do you do what you do beyond making money? What do you find yourself doing that you know your client or customer didn't pay for, but you just can't help yourself out? I think of this in terms of if you... If you put your business hat on and you're thinking just strictly as a business owner, kind of according to the letter of the law, there are times I know I can think of time after time where I've done something for a client or customer that they did not ask me for, that I know if I just had my business hat on, I'm, I'm, my, my business hat person would tell me, like as my boss, hey, that's we're we're wasting time or we're like giving away something for free. 
like, well, that's too much. We're giving away something that the customer or client did not pay for. Why are you just giving that away for free? So this would be the thing that the business side of you would kind of tell the personal side of you, hey, stop, stop doing that for them. Stop doing that for free. But you found that you just can't help it. You just, I just have to do this. In my own business, what we're talking about in these episodes, how to position your business, this is one of the things that I noticed I was doing over and over and over again for years, literally for years, for clients and customers who would come to me for branding work that was that visual identity. Hey, we need help with our logo and brand. They were really asking for the visual identity part of their brand or those that would come to me for kind of through the website door. Hey, we need help with our website or I need help with my website. I, again and again, even though they never asked me to, I would be walking them through how to position their brand and business even though they weren't paying me for that, even though they didn't ask for that, even though they didn't really see it, they didn't know it was a problem yet. It was kind of one of those unknown problems. I knew, I don't care what I do with your website or with your logo mark or colors, like until you solve this, until you get clarity around this, none of this is going to help. A new website around a poorly positioned brand or business, it's just not going to, not going to help in the long run. Usually it will waste money. And so therefore I was doing this time and time and time again. I just couldn't help it. And then what I noticed was a lot of the times when I was talking to the person that asked me to do this, they were at the same time, they were overwhelmed at all of the stuff they were trying to keep up with in marketing and branding and the website. They were just overwhelmed. They did not have a clear direction and how all of this is supposed to work together. That's where the Radical Empathy Brand Framework came from. And number two, you'll a hint at to what my why is, is at the end of every one of these episodes. You'll hear me say, go and build a life-giving brand. That's why, ultimately, why I do what I do. That's why the Radical Empathy Brand Framework exists. I want to, I know it's not a fast, formula that I can give to a personal brand or even a business owner. But if I can help them over time to begin to understand how their customer, their business, their marketing, their core message, their brand work together, how it is built around having a radical empathy for that customer every time you do anything regarding your marketing, messaging, or branding, and how that's built on their character and involves their life. I've said it before in previous episodes, you can't have a personal brand business without you as a person being shaped by that. So make sure you're paying attention to your character so that it it's the foundation of all this stuff we're talking about. So that's why I do what I do. I want to help the person leading this marketing and and a personal brand, I want to help you build a business that is life-giving, that gives you life, doesn't consume you, doesn't overwhelm you, doesn't pull you off of your purpose or why you're here, and at the same time, doesn't 
underserve or take advantage of the the customers you want to serve. I think a life-giving business, which is why I do what I do, should give you life. If you're listening to this, trying to start or, or run or grow a coaching, consulting, speaker, trainer business, this should be life-giving for you. And it should be life-giving to your customers. I'm not on here to give you hacks or tricks about, hey, here's how you can speak to customers in a way that like makes you a marketing whisperer so they will buy your stuff even if they don't really need it. Uh, they can't, they won't be able to resist it if you do this. You'll you'll keep getting rich. They'll be none the wiser. Trust me, it works. I'm not interested in helping you build a business that takes advantage of other people. I think a life-giving brand is one that gives you life and one that gives your, your customer life. It is not an either-or proposition. Either I win as the personal brand, ha-ha, I got you, or they win. Shoot, they got me, I gave them too much. That's why I do what I do. And if you pay attention to my brand over time, hopefully you'll hear that. You can go back and hear it again at the end of every one of these episodes. So that's how you can begin to position your brand beyond those three P's. Those three P's will give you a lot of clarity around your positioning, but it still may leave you when you look to your left and right. Well, shoot, there's still a lot of other consultants, coaches, speakers, trainers, course creators who are doing what I do for the people I'm trying to do it with using the same or similar process. Now what? Position around why you do what you do beyond making money and why that matters in the world. Again, that will take you some time to get around, but I encourage you to start thinking about that so that you can really have a unique, differing positioning in the marketplace. It's really, really important, particularly as a personal brand. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much again for listening. I mentioned on the previous episode, I do have a new resource for you that I unveiled in the last episode. So go check that episode out if you haven't. It is a new resource that is a worksheet, 20 prompts to accelerate your personal brand positioning. It's 20 prompts to help you think through the before and after you generate as a personal brand for the people you work with, for the product you offer, and for the product uh, for the process that you use. So it'll help you think about those three Ps and give you some marketing language in particular around how you transform people. So 20 prompts to accelerate your personal brand positioning. Make sure you go grab that resource. You can find that at RobbieF.com forward slash position. I will put that in the show notes. So there's a link there. Just click on it grab that worksheet and put it to use and start to use that in your marketing and in your messaging. Also, if you have a question about positioning your personal brand, kind of like the one we used in today's episode, I want you to go share that with me at RobbieF.com forward slash question. Submit your question and we will try to answer it on the podcast, just like we used for today was a question that came in around positioning. So make sure you reach out. I would love to help however I can. Can't wait to join you on the next episode. We're going to keep talking about positioning your personal brand over the next couple of episodes. And then I've got a couple of interviews where we're also going to see how this plays out in other people's consulting and coaching business. So 
stick with me. We're going to get you positioned well in the market. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. 